0: Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoopjack Podcast Series. I'm your host, Chris Armisen, and now we have a special new co-host. He's been on the show multiple times. He's an old teammate of mine. He's one of my great friends. I'm lucky to have him as a friend. Uh, Welcoming back to the Hoopjack Series, Connor
1: Summers. Connor, it's great to have you back, my man. Thank you, Chris. Super grateful to be back. Super excited. Let's let's get right into it.
0: Right into it. Um, So... Uh, For those of you who are just tuning in, Connor has been on a couple of our episodes, mainly uh, he's really in-depth in the college basketball world. Uh, I know you spent your college days at Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, great school. Um, So... I know you I know you personally. We both went to high school together. We both went to Cape Henry together. Um but why did you how did you come across how did you go to Notre Dame? What was the final decision to go to Notre Dame?
1: You know, just the the storied tradition at at Notre Dame. It's a school out in a really small city actually, South Bend, Indiana, but the school really is the city and I when I had the opportunity to visit I knew that was the place. Just got a really magical aura on campus, and I was fortunate it worked out. Have great people around me, have known great people, including yourself. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely I'd recommend getting out for a football game if you can when it's early on in the fall, so maybe not too cold.
0: Yeah, not, like, freezing temperatures. And I know Indiana can uh, be really cold, especially late November, Yes, sir. Going into December. Um, but it's great to have you back, man. Uh, Thank you. For future episodes with you. And like I said, we're going to get right into it with the NBA power rankings. New rankings came out this week. What was an interesting spot is Golden State is no longer one of the top two teams. Memphis has moved up to number two, even though they were already ranked two. And I've said this multiple times. Memphis in my opinion Memphis is not shouldn't be that high even though their record is great I still don't believe that they will be a deep run playoff team
1: Yeah Yeah I I agree I think that's a fair assessment because you have to go off history and they haven't proven that they can advance deep in the playoffs yet and it's...
0: Yeah, because their last big playoff run, I believe, was 2000. And I believe it was a 2011-2012 year. Yeah, a
1: little Zach Randolph time. Mark Gasol, Zach Randolph. I mean, that was a great team. I think it was, Yeah, I think Mike Conley was on the team,
0: too. That was a great team. But you also got to look at who the West had, too. That finals, that... That Oklahoma City team, they were unstoppable Mm -hmm. with the big three in Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. Oh, yeah. They were not going to be beat. Now, they ended up losing later on. But Memphis just was not depth-wise ready. Now, it's a a new age. I mean, John Morant's still doing his thing with Memphis, but they've been doing it all season even without him.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So, do you believe John Morant right now could lead this Memphis team to a I'm not going to say finals because Phoenix probably will take that, but let's say a Western Conference finals.
1: Yeah, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. I like the team a lot. The problem for me is the inconsistent play from some of their other guys. I was pretty high on desmond bain their shooting guard coming into the season and he's he's had a good good year but he's he's really up and down and as far as his individual performances um and then they have they have good depth overall the 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 team i i'd say but at the same time you're going to be going up against immense star power and in the playoffs it, it takes guys who can take over the game. They have Ja, but you need a you need a solid number two guy to step up, and a and a number three guy right there that can also take over a game. Uh, especially when you know the rotation happens, John Moran has to sit out. And they take him out early in the fourth or something. Guys have to step up because that time right there is where you can lose a game. Um, I do like their, their power forward Brandon Clark as a young player. He's, he's impressed me a good bit. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I just don't think they're quite ready yet. They have, you know, they have, uh, they have the pieces they're building, but a little bit of inexperience, a little bit of up and down play. And like you said, everything changes come postseason. You need guys that that can step up, knock down big shots time and time again. And I just don't see guys like Kyle Anderson doing that. Uh, like, Steven Adams is a solid player, but he's not going to get you so many points. Uh, Jaron Jackson's still very young. So, yeah, a lot of youth on that team still. Bright future, but... I don't see them getting to the Western Conference Finals.
0: And I agree. I think, you know, they still have developing players who can still eventually make a big impact in the West, especially if they stay together on Memphis. But I also feel you're looking at the West. And like you said, it's a powerhouse. You have Phoenix. You have Golden State. You have Utah, if you're like really looking. Yeah. Much Dallas still trying to rise, but really, your main concern should be Golden State and Phoenix. Now, Phoenix without Chris Paul for roughly up until the playoffs, that's not really going to hurt him that much, but it gives Paul the rest that you know um, he needs with his thumb. Yeah, you are going to see guys like Booker, like Aiden, and everyone on that team Mm -hmm. try to just stay healthy. That's really all they need to do at this point is to stay healthy. They could coast the rest of the season and they'll be okay. Yeah. They have 21 games left in the year and plenty of time to just go, hey, we're not going to have Paul until either the probably the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And it's going to be some time too because you still have the play in tournament. You're going to have, you know, those teams waiting so it's going to be about a, an extra week off so he'll be back mm-hmm. so that's not the wor- that's really not something phoenix needs to worry about and then golden state has been on a slide they lost to dallas having on sunday night having a 21 point lead yeah Doesn't um, butchered that Draymond Green coming back from a disc issue, Stefan Clay trying, you know, you still have Wiggins and the team still looks solid, but having going to number three still in two weeks in a row, it it wor it's not worrisome, but it's questioning. It's a questioning kind of number. Mm-hmm. Um Billy has been making a big splash with the ad of James Harden, the big du- the duo of Harden and Bede. That's going to be scary in the East. Yeah. That's going to be scary because they are, that chemistry is working. Mm-hmm. They won by, I believe, 30 points against, um, who they?
1: They, they beat the, uh, they almost, they beat the, the T-Wolves by about 30, I think.
0: Yeah, they beat him by 30 points, and that was Harden's debut, which is insane.
1: Yeah, I saw James. He shook Anthony Edwards out of his shoes to get his first basket as a Philadelphia 76er. It was quite electric.
0: So I I do like what Philly looks like now, and granted, they might not have the depth, but I also feel that with Embiid and Harden healthy and you see that early chemistry working, they could make a decent playoff run in the East.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they still have to worry about Miami. They still have to worry about Chicago, Milwaukee, and Boston kind of a stretch. That narrows out the top 10. Yeah. But what I'm really worried about, and this is a personal problem, is are the Lakers even going to make it to the playoff after losing by what I would fear 20 and plus to the New Orleans Pelicans which I don't know how you could lose to them but you can and do you even think they'll make it? They're <laughs> sitting at the ninth seed so it's it's close and with the most recent loss to the Pelicans, it
1: doesn't help. Yeah. Let's see. That, that LA Lakers team is a disaster in my eyes. I They're thought. Sitting- yeah. I, yeah, I thought they would get it together, you know, before before today's date, but that's clearly not the case. They're still just making boneheaded play after boneheaded play. I think I saw what was it? Uh it was uh their big guy. It was, uh, was
0: I it, did see LeBron throw like a what was a very miscalculated pass.
1: Yeah, it was LeBron and then it was De, it was DeAndre um, jordan yeah deandre jordan exactly he he got the ball got the rebound look for an outlet everybody was up the floor so he takes a couple of dribbles and then he throws a baseball pass to the third row and you just you're down 20 at that point and him throwing that pass out of bounds is just kind of just in, uh insult to injury obviously and, so right- I don't know, man. They they don't play good team basketball whatsoever. No. And they're very inconsistent. So I, I feel for you because I know you're an L.A. guy. But- so here's how it looks. With
0: the, the playoffs ended today, the play-in tournament would include the Timberwolves, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pelicans. The Lakers are sitting at two and a half games ahead. Uh, not only the Pelicans at the 10th spot, but the, the Trailblazers also – of at a tenth spot, eleventh spot, just due to like what I would, what I would see would be the point difference. Um Do you think with Portland where they're at now, only having Damian Lillard, could you see the Lakers blow it and another team move up? Yeah, because I, I can. I can definitely see it.
1: D- I I agree. Uh, I back you on that that tough take for your boys, but just because it's so fickle when you get to those, that those nine through what nine through 12 spots and whatnot. Yeah. uh, Those, those teams can flip flop on a daily basis just because they're all, they're all scratching and clawing around the same, same record more or less, you know, with still a little bit left in the season, obviously, but just, I, I, I don't, think any one of them has established themselves as a team that that's going to be consistently strong the rest of the year so there's nothing for us to to base off one of these teams kind of sticking out from the rest or, or Is, yeah
0: looking in their division they're two and nine they have the worst record in their division in the West Pacific division. And their division includes the Suns, the Warriors, the Clippers themselves, and the Kings. And they're and nine. Yet the Kings have a worse record and they're five and seven. Explain that one to me.
1: Because yeah, that doesn't make
0: any sense.
1: That yeah, that that's just ugly basketball. I uh, the Lakers haven't been able to beat the Clippers in quite some time. I saw that stat the other day. They... Without
0: Kawhi, they're still struggling. Yeah. Worrisome. Mm-hmm. But um, if you could pick your finals, fi- like who you believe would be in the finals, who would it be and why? The And I would pick Phoenix out of the West. And I'm tempted to go uh, Chicago in the East. Because... Chicago has been on fire since they have acquired DeMar DeRozan. Like He found new life coming to Chicago. Mm -hmm. Him, Levine, and Ball are on fire right now. And I don't see it letting up even in the playoffs because DeRozan has playoff experience or at least some form has veteran experience. Levine has veteran experience. Granted, he's not you know been in the playoffs but these guys have been working doing well together mm-hmm. and the suns i could even see them winning it this year they're hungry they yeah. want chris paul has been saying i want to go back <sighs> what's interesting is that they're showing that they want it back
1: yeah definitely it's all well and good for cp3 to say that but they're playing like a team that is on a mission after coming up Oh so short last year Blowing a I guess I think they were up 2-0 If they were up 2-0 Yeah four straight Yeah Yeah I mean That's never gonna Gonna sit well For how many days It's gonna take to get back But they're on that track Like you said They're playing Like the best team in basketball And cp 3 Definitely has the motivation So I I agree If I had to go My team's I think it's it's between Golden State and Phoenix out of the West, and just to play contrarian, I'll pick Golden State. I like, I love having Clay Thompson back playing NBA basketball. He's a, he's an electric scorer. Steph Curry's just so fun to watch. Best shooter ever of all time, and. Then you have guys like Jordan Poole's really improved his game from last year. Juan Toscano-Anderson's really improved his game. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. So, I just like their team as a whole. And then, you know, Draymond's their their rally leader. And then out of the East, I think Chicago's a great pick. I love the guys you mentioned. DeMar, maybe the best mid-range in the game outside of Kawhi, but as of right now, I, I think DeMar DeRozan. And for me I'm going to I'm actually going to go with the Brooklyn Nets mainly cuz I I'm a little partial. I want to see that team make a run after kind of disappointing last season coming up short against the Bucks. I like that they're going to get Kevin back. Kyrie just had a great performance and then Ben Simmons is a big question mark of course. He's he's got the mind of a of a 5-year-old out there. He's got no confidence but They're saying that he's going to be a good fit there and maybe rekindle his career in Brooklyn, which would be cool because he is a very talented player. He's just in his own head 90% of the time. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Nets Warriors, which would be a pretty exciting finals uh, as well.
0: That will be interesting to kind of see if Brooklyn can pull it back because they are slipping in the rankings, but they do better away. Than they do at home mm-hmm. At times So Moving along to the college basketball world There was a big shakeup this weekend to- All top six teams lost
1: Oh yeah I, I know too
0: well Never seen before in my life <laughs> All top six teams Lost this weekend Whoever made a bet on that <laughs> You should be a millionaire right now I want to know I want to take you to Vegas with me
1: Yeah Definitely wasn't me, um,
0: so. So, there have been some big moves up, um, one of which being Baylor going from number 10 back up to number three, moved up seven spots. Duke went from seven to four, going back up to the top five. Auburn dropped, Kansas dropped, Kentucky dropped, Purdue dropped to stay still in the top 10, but it's not good when you have to drop a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other big drops, uh, UCLA dropped from 12 to 17. And Illinois dropped from 15 to 20th. Some other additions I see on the here is, oh, I think uh, Marquette is not on here. I don't know how they would still be in the top 25. Not to be mean, but you have Murray State, 28-2 and two, and ranked 22nd. What yeah,
1: that Racers team, is just, they're winning ball club.
0: They are a winning ball club. The last time I think they were that high of a ranking, I think John Morant was on the team.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good. Um, good
0: Alabama, 19 and 10, doing okay. Iowa at 20 and 8. Ohio State, uh, 18 and 8, 23rd. St. Mary's, 24 and 6, moved up from 23rd to 19th, which is really impressive. And always the underdog, the Huskies, the Yukon men's team going from 21st to 18th So what's funny is I always see you you always see Yukon later in the season. Mm-hmm. Because you don't see them strong to start. You kind of see them like slow. But it's like and it's like Villanova. They start slow, but then later on you see them, you see the curve. You yeah. see them move up. And that's when you should be like, they could win a championship this year. Mhm. Always happens. They start slow, but then gain speed.
1: Yeah, uh, I I agree, man. I, to just piggyback off you, I, I think it's a year in, in college ball where there aren't too many dominant teams. You, you can tell from this past weekend, all all top six teams lost, which was crazy, just pandemonium before March even hit. March March hasn't even hit yet, um, but. I I do really like that Baylor Bears team. BU man, they they're starting to play again. They're starting to really find their groove. They're at they're on the road tonight in Austin, and I like them to win on the road against a good Texas team at home. But Baylor's got too many too many weapons in the backcourt, and I think Texas might be a little overrated. They're really great at home, but. Um, If I'm looking around too, I want to mention, I want to mention the Wisconsin Badgers coming in at number nine. They've got a big tilt this Tuesday hosting Purdue. The Boilers are, as you know, a very, very talented team. Wisconsin gets it done kind of old school. They're not super exciting to watch. They're playing better offense this year than in in years past. Got a great coach and great guard and they have a wooden award candidate, Johnny Davis, who can play on both sides of the ball. So that's an exciting matchup for tomorrow. And then I did want to shout out my team, the Providence Friars. I've watched that team a lot this season. They are a Cinderella-like team. Not a single All-American on that team, not a single All-First Team Big East, I don't even think. Uh, when, the, when the awards come out but they play great fundamental basketball great free throw shooting team guys step up late make big shots they're absolutely um, a crazy crazy team at home uh, the Dunkin Donuts Center gets loud as anything and I, I just want to shout out that team because super impressive after losing by I think 20 to Virginia Cavaliers basketball earlier this season, who's turned out to be a pretty average team. Providence has gone 24 and three, and they are they are my eyes, you know, going to be a top three seed in the tournament at the very least. So, and lastly, my Fighting Irish, they're a lock for the tournament. I think starting to play really good basketball. Dane Goodwin shooting the lights out and then they have an nba prospect and blake wesley so i'm super excited for march if you can't tell i've been watching a lot of college ball and there's some some very hot teams right now uh arkansas and like you said uh at the top maybe duke so
0: right and like you were saying, uh, Providence has been doing well. They have a big matchup on Tuesday. They're at Villanova, not yeah. eleven. That's going to be really good matchup and a great top fifteen game. You also have, um, let me see right there. You have Duke for Duke at Pitt, Kansas at TCU. Some great, you know. We're getting to the nitty gritty right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to get good, like you said. Purdue at Wisconsin arizona at usc and then i think the big matchup was this weekend right what was it saturday or sunday
1: yeah you got duke and unc which is always fun
0: always you know what what i've always been intrigued by is um the cameron tent event
1: the tent event yeah
0: so what so if you guys don't know what this is, this is break that down this is like a duke tradition every year around I believe the whole month of February. I believe it's the whole month of February. Students can, it's optional, but they can take part in an event where you have to let me look up the official rules so I'm not misquoting um, what would you call it? Duke, UNC um, oh is it Shusheskyville? Cheshevskyville, yeah. So, uh, right. so, Kville, otherwise known as Kville. So, the number of tenting games in a single season is determined by the Line Monitor Committee of the Duke Student Government. Uh, the tenting season divided into three sections. From the beginning of tenting in early January for the fir- for the thir- first third of the season, tents of twelve must have two people in the tent during the day and ten people each night. That's got to be cramped. That's going to be really cramped.
2: Yeah. For the
0: next weird. season, tents must have one person in the tent during the day and six people each night. And then for the final third, before the game, tents still must have one person during the day, but only two people each night. Mm-hmm. So it, it does dwindle down, but that means that... Very gradually. Very gradually, but it's like there could be... It's just, is If Kayville is at full capacity, which means 100 tents... And a and a waitlist exists at the time of the second miss the tent gets removed completely so they have yeah. to well, tents must register with the line monitors prior to setting up there are three types there's black registration which is the longest and most intense option in which the use of actual tents was forbidden all 12 tenors used to sleep in cable during black tenting today however pre-fabricated tents are required throughout the tenting season and only ten people must sleep in the tent.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It, it is a it's a funny tradition. I you know God knows what what's going on in those tents, but it is a absolutely incredible sight spectacle to watch that that UNC and Duke go at it. Never been to a game myself, but I I will always be up at my couch watching those games. Uh, before we move on, though, I did want to mention one last team. It's that Arizona Wildcats team. I like them making a deep run coming off a terrible loss at Colorado. Colorado couldn't miss, but Arizona, their biggest problem is they've got a team made up of about 95% foreign guys and they don't communicate well. So they're they're running their offense and they've got guys running into each other. They're holding the ball, they're getting getting lost like on on plays and you can tell the communication just isn't there, but they go on these 20 to two runs out of nowhere just because they're so athletic, so talented. So I, I don't know. I, I think them as a, as a team, cause they have the size at both the guard position and the forward. And then they have a really good coach, but it's going to come down to how that team executes because I just watched them against the Colorado buffs and they couldn't complete five passes. So, that, that's my team that could win it all, but could also, you know, crash out. So I like, the, I like the Wildcats out of out of Tucson.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Wildcats do. They have been playing strong. They've been doing well. And it, it'll be great to see what the future holds, especially we're right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, guys. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with University of Illinois Chicago men's basketball star Demaria Franklin, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hoop Jet podcast series, guys, and today for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest from University of Illinois Chicago men's basketball program. We have Damaria Franklin. Damaria, great to have you on the show. Man, I appreciate you guys having me. No problem, man. So, uh, first things first, I noticed that you made uh, third team all horizon league. Congrats. Appreciate it. Thank you. And how's the team looking at getting ready to march
2: before the conference tournament? Um the team looking pretty good, you know, um everybody buying in to the, the the little things that matter for us to win. Um so like right now we're on a three game winning streak going into the playoffs. So I just hope that just give us a little, a little confidence, a little, a little boost for us to you know to go out and perform in the playoffs.
0: And all that hard work has paid off for you along the way because you actually grew up playing bask. Grew up in Chicago, correct? Yes. So it's basically like you're playing at home every day. You're just yeah, I, up yeah. Up. That's one. Yeah, that's one of the great
2: feelings, you know, just being back home, like back in my little playground in front of my family and friends. So it's, it's been a great year for me.
0: And I know that Chicago has
2: a very rich
0: basketball culture I uh, just like you know, new york has its own and even los angeles has its own but i i know chicago has its own you know culture of high performance ball even street basketball so how did that how did you find basketball growing up like when
2: did you decide i wanted to play basketball? um so growing up you know my, my dad played basketball in high school and stuff like that so just being around him in the gym every day, him playing with his friends in the gym, just, like, you know, just made me fell in love with the game. So I took it serious. He saw me taking it serious. So from there on, like, it just stuck with me.
0: And so you you, you have always been committed to basketball at a young age. So you've always been ready to just want to compete.
2: No, yeah, basketball, yeah, it's, it's one thing. Like, it, basketball for me is like a – it's it's like it's like like my get out of myself spot you know somewhere like you can just enjoy the game like nobody like judging you, you doing nothing wrong you just out there playing so I take it really serious.
0: Right, like you said, you you you're pretty much in your own little element. You don't want people to kind of ruin the kind of feeling that you have. Yeah, that's that's how it is. And playing basketball competitively, you played at North Niles North. Is that correct? Yeah. So, how was the competition like miles north? Uh, and, how, you know, were you able to stay at that competitive edge
2: at school? Um, The competition was pretty good. You know, we played against uh, a couple of high major kids. Like, we played against you know, Joe Eastern from Evanston. You know, they had Elijah Williams that played in Northwestern now. So, like, the competition was always there. You know, it's just about us just going out and compete every night.
0: That's good. and that's good that that height that Niles gave you that experience and that uh drive to, you know, work on your craft and work on your game. Were you also a part of any of the AAU circuits out based out of Chicago?
2: Um yeah. Um, you know, so far for me AU season, like I wasn't really like a big fan of AAU. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like growing up, I didn't know what it was like coming like out of middle school to high school, but um, I bounced around a couple of teams. I played for Illinois Wolves a couple games, and I played for Me Street most like, my sophomore and junior year.
0: So, I mean, like you said,
2: you weren't that
0: in touch with AAU, but you still kind of were a part of it, and it gave you a good
2: experience in competition to kind of improve your career. No, yeah, it did, it did give me a great um, experience, you know, going against, like, different type of players from all over the country, you know what I'm saying, just... Mm-hmm. Just basically, like like critiquing everybody else's game, taking a little piece out of everybody else's game, you know, putting it to your game. So it was, it was pretty cool. Right. And
0: then while working on your game, you've you've actually had you know a kind of cherry pick kind of way of traveling from team to team and you know college to college. You've had a journey of your own through the college circuit. You started your college career at State Fair Community College. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So how was the JUCO experience for you, uh, being a student athlete, and, you know, kind of the competition in the JUCO
2: League? Um, to be honest with you, my first year of college wasn't, like, it was a bad experience. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, coming from coming from out of high school, like, we used to, like, especially senior, year, like, we was winning most of our, like, games. Like, have been lost, like, three games my senior year, and just, like, going towards the JUCO route. You know, it was some guys in the team that didn't want to be there, so some people didn't care. Some do, so it was like it was like a bad little feel at one point. But then again, like I stuck it out and stayed fair. You know, we got some guys that wanted to play the, the the next year, and then we did pretty good. And I'm being at Juco, you know, it, it can really make you or break you. You know what I'm saying? Like I just get like advice, like if you're not ready to like, you know, be pushed and have like down days. Juco is not the place for, like, any basketball player to have. Like, we're not, not to have, like, to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. It's the drive to play. Yeah. Like, it's it's not much. Like, it's not much to do. Like, it's not a university, you know. It's strictly basketball school. You know what I'm saying? It's in the middle of nowhere. So, it's like, you got to, like, be focused on what you want to do. Exactly. And then you
0: stayed your two years. You had your two years at the state fair then declared to go to Tennessee Tech. Now that's a ways away from home. So how was it playing I and I believe you stayed at Tennessee Tech for a year, is that correct? Yeah I stayed there for a year. And was was that the pandemic year? Yeah you? it was a
2: yeah it was a pandemic year for me.
0: So how did that kind of what would be what four I guess half a year at Tennessee Tech because pretty much everything stopped around mid-March. So how would how did that you know that Tennessee Tech help you grow?
2: Um it helped me grow as a as a player like put my like putting like the game aspect first and then just bringing my little 2 cents in. Um the Tennessee Tech situation it was just like I, I felt like I wasn't myself there. I felt like I was, like, playing a role in a movie that I didn't want to play in. Like, I felt like I didn't I didn't, I didn't want to be once there. I felt like, you know, like, it wasn't the right fit for me. But, like, as a Chicago kid, like, I stuck it out, you know. I didn't show, like, like no down part. You know, I went out there, played hard every game, had a smile on my face. But it was pretty cool. You know, I took it as, a, like, a learning lesson for me. And... Just to like show other people like regardless like what happened like nothing gonna break me I'm still gonna play hard and still do what I gotta do because like I love the game of basketball.
0: Right. And then pandemic hit everybody. I know that hurt uh, not only a physical aspect of not being able to play but a mental aspect of going to happen. though as far as so how did that how you manage that through the time can you repeat that like the first part so i know that the pandemic hit everyone as a student athlete aspect of you know possibly losing a year i know seniors devastated off college careers how were you able to persevere through the pandemic student athlete both mentally and
2: physically um i just took it like something was taking like as in, you know it's always something like it's always going to be a positive out of a negative situation. It's just like they gave some players the year back, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always going to be something positive out of it. So I never took it as in a negative way. You know, I just took it like, okay, this year, you no, know, we're not playing, so time to get in the gym, work on my game, and you know, work on things need to work on. So that's what I did over the pandemic.
0: And that's good to hear that you didn't let it kind of take advantage of you as far as the mental aspect you didn't want to let it
2: end. yeah it's, it's, it's always good to have like a great like mindset and like great mental like you no know, it's basketball you have a great mindset great mental like regardless of how the game go like this thing gonna turn out good like it's all about the
0: mindset so you're able to transfer back to university of illinois chicago what was the feeling like being able to transfer back home
2: uh, it was a sight, you know. Um I really uh, thanks uh uh D-Bron and Coach Yacht, you know, for like recruiting me to bring me back home. Um it was a special moment, you know, just seeing like my family stage and you know? I haven't seen that that in so long since high school. So it was it was pretty cool. And I know with
0: college athletes now being able to profit off of the IL with brands names likenesses and being able to endorse products and being able to make money on their end have you thought about doing the opportunity to work with uh future brands as part of the nil
2: yeah um that's been on my mind lately um no i was trying to me coming up with like a little logo just like a little jersey stuff going with it but um it had been on my mind lately i just never really got into it just because i with the season, and like schoolwork and traveling stuff much of stuff going on. So like, I had to put that to the side for a second, but getting into the NIL thing is like one of my main uh, focus. So I can help like build my brand, like build my, my platform. So.
0: Right. And a lot of the current athletes and a lot of the interviewees who've had on the show, they've worked with brands. So I know down the line, you know, when you have that opportunity, man, I wish you the best of luck with your brand, you know, whatever you decide to do in your future.
2: No, I appreciate that. I really appreciate it.
0: So you have the Verizon League playoff coming up. You actually, uh, you're playing against Milwaukee uh, tomorrow. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So what's the game plan for going up against Milwaukee
2: to keep uh, the playoff hopes alive? Um, The plan for Milwaukee is, you know, stop their best player, like, for hitting shot. We want to come out and make him miss his first couple shots to let him know it, like, just showing, like, we, like, it won't be easy, you know, we do that. um, Take him out the game, and I think everybody else, is like, no, you know, just be sound on defense, things like that, you know. We come out with the same game plan as we did last game, man. Hopefully we'll get the win, but, you know, everybody says it's hard to be a team three times in one year, so we hoping that wouldn't happen, so we're just looking forward to it. Right. I wish you guys luck
0: in your playoff game tomorrow against Milwaukee, and my last question to you is, what advice would you give to the next generation of high school basketball players or
2: high school hoopers wanting to play at the college level? My advice is never give up, and don't let nobody tell you, oh, you're too small, you're not good enough, you're not ranked, you're not this and that, because me coming to high school, I wasn't in no ESPN ranking player. Like, you know, my story is a JUCO story. I had to go to JUCO to get where I'm at. And for kids that decide about going to JUCO, um, it can be a life changer. You know, it can be good and bad things happen out of JUCO, but never let anybody tell you you can't be what you want to be growing up. So that's my advice to the youth and the kids coming up that want to play Division I basketball.
0: And that's some great advice to have. All right, uh, Damari, thank you for taking the time, man, to come on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing how your career goes at UIC. I wish you guys the best of luck in the playoffs. And I wish you, again, the best of luck to any future endeavors you
2: have with the NIL and to your basketball career. No, nah, man, I, I really appreciate you, man. Like, just give me an opportunity to, to get my story across to the world and for everybody to, like, to really get to know me. So I really appreciate you for that.
0: No problem, man. And guys, make sure to check out Demaria and the rest of UIC uh, coming up. Uh, I wish again, I wish you the best of luck, man, with your career. Just yes, appreciate that. No problem. We we'll be right back with more hoop chat, guys. So stay tuned. And hey, we're back, guys. So I want to thank Mary Franklin for taking the time to come on the show. Make sure to check him out. Uh, looking forward to seeing how well. Illinois Chicago does for the rest of the year and look forward to see how his future holds. So for our Dano's deep thought, and we've talked about so much about Dano's, it's delicious. Make sure to go check it out. Use the code. Uh, Much love. Um, So my Dano's deep thought is with you know, All Star Weekend had passed. You know, it kind of was very low rated kind of just not it wasn't tuned in a lot because the dunk contest was very poor. Nobody really cares about the <laughs> skills challenge. <laughs> no. And the All-Star game was kind of bleh. Um and what what I have talked about uh a lot as far as you know all-star game goes and especially with the NBA is the Elam ending. And the fact that if it was brought into more, more NBA type games, like even uh, preseason and the playoffs, it would be good for the game. We'll probably avoid a lot of the hassle. Um, do you think that the NBA should institute more of the Elam ending in the sports into the game?
1: Yeah. So that was exciting. Like you said. The events leading up to it were, were a debacle. The dunk contest sucked, and and quite frankly, I probably watched the WNBA over the All Star Skills Challenge. But as far as the ending, it was fantastic. That that jumper by LeBron fading back in Cleveland, you can't you can't script it any better. I'm happy for him because the season's been quite awful, as we've mentioned but I do like that. I like it a lot, but unfortunately it's really hard to deviate from the norms of sports. You know, even for us as tennis players, they've discussed changing things like speeding up the, the time clock in between points or, you know, playing no ad scoring. Not only, they do it in college now, but, but in the, in the ATP and, it's just so hard to change rules that have been established for years on end. And I really enjoyed that, but I only really foresee it as just an all-star type thing. You think? Because uh, um, what would be
0: interesting is if the idea of the Elam ending, like you said, like it's been good for all-star games. Um, but what's what I'm worried about is because... The NBA All-Star Game is so much different from, and, you know, it's lost interest just like the NFL, uh, the Pro Bowl has lost interest.
1: Yeah.
0: The one that really difference is the MLB All-Star Game, and that can decide home field advantage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The NBA doesn't really do that. The, Super- yeah. the NFL doesn't really need to.
1: The NFL, yeah. That, the Pro Bowl's a joke. But... Pro
0: Bowl's a joke, but what if, if you made the NBA more serious? Say, you know... And I also believe that with the playoffs itself needs to be changed. It needs to be the top 16 teams. Mm -hmm. You go from there and there. Yeah. Right
1: right down the line. It's,
0: you know, West is still playing East. And then you can also do home field, home court advantage. Mm -hmm. First day, like a three game. It's, you know, you can still do the same series and it would still be good basketball.
1: Yeah, it'd be great basketball.
0: Like If you just add that. Um, But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if that could be implemented later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. And then um, last but not least, we have our uh, mindful moment. And our mindful moment is actually brought to you by Boosted Biz. Uh, We have currently have our swag out now hoopjack has its swag courtesy of boosted biz it's a great company make sure to go check it out and it looks great guys the swag looks great i'm invested in it i hope you all invest too make sure to go check out the swag link the link is on our instagram page and if you are if you're not on instagram just type in boosted biz and look up Hoopjack podcast series you can know where to find it um but my mindful moment is, um, just take one day at a time. You know, uh, don't let something that bad happen during the beginning of your day ruin the rest of your day, or even the rest of your week, because you you can't let the small things ruin something that could be good for you later on.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well said. And I think you know a lot of people focus on the negative when we should be focusing more on the positive Mm -hmm. Um, but that's really much it Uh, Connor what about you
1: yeah I couldn't agree more time we all make mistakes in life it's about learning from those and every time you make a mistake odds are you're going to make one even worse at some point later in your life but stuff happens and you always want to stay positive like you said because there's always there's always another opportunity there's another day and you can't get so caught up in that that one error you made that it it leads to a bunch of other ones and it helps when you have good you surround yourself with good people and and a good uh good good um aspiring aspiring people that that want to achieve the same goals or or more than than yourself because that'll push you but for me my mindful moment is going to be, actually, I got to tell you, I'm I'm coaching the Cape Henry Varsity Tennis team this season, and I was blessed to have that chance. I really only see it happening this year with uh, kind of my life path, but I could not pass up that opportunity. And coaching has shown me even more how you have to, improve yourself every day because not only are you improving yourself for you you've got kids relying on you to give everything you have to them so that they that they can take their their game their their character their ability to the next level and that kind of has given me a more purpose and an an idea that I've really got to get my stuff together if i'm gonna help help these guys out i've got to really work on my my own self even harder to to be a good example and to 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 at the end of the day impact these these guys lives so i would just say find find enjoyment in improving yourself and hopefully at the end of the day you can you can help other people so
0: that's some great advice, man. That's good to hear that you're giving back to Cape Henry and the school that, you know, we both went to and a team that we <laughs> had a lot of success on. Yes, sir. Um, that's going to be it for another episode, guys. Um, again, I would love to thank Connor for coming on the team, staying with the team and being one of our new co-hosts. I know, you know, it's been different guys, but I'm glad to have him on the team and somebody, you know, I can trust somebody who I've known for practically what a decade now,
1: yes, sir. Time
0: feels like forever. Um, but thanks again, uh, Connor. Uh, glad to have you on board, yes, sir. Godspeed! And we'll be, re- um, I hope make sure to tune in more guys, more episodes coming out. Make sure to check out the swag, make sure to check out everything on our page. Keep listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. Every listen goes a long way. Donate to the channel, collect the swag. Keep listening. Remember, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling.